Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. When it comes to reaching people, I'm afraid individuals and sometimes churches might write people off and say, no, there's there's no help, or sometimes it seems overwhelming. And so we are to target individuals and go after them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we look at what the Apostle Paul did, he used his abilities, even his credentials in a way to reach a world for Christ. So we're going to study 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and talking about what Paul would do and use in order to carry out the mission of taking the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper. And Nathan, the Apostle Paul, I heard it on a sermon not too long ago. Jesus Christ is the central theme of the New Testament, even the Old Testament. Agreed. Yes. But the Apostle Paul became an individual that God used in a way to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world. God really did use the Apostle Paul in that way. He had a heart for it, did he not? He did. He was totally surrendered, submitted, sold out to Jesus Christ. And everywhere he went, he went with that purpose of proclaiming Jesus Christ and lifting him up, not only in word, but also in his actions. And some of the places he went was very difficult, more than others. Uh, Ephesus wasn't easy, but he stayed there three years. It seemed like he had more freedom in Ephesus than he did. When you read the book of Acts and you read the book of Ephesians, you see that Philippi was a very productive, but he was in jail <laughs> for a while. But one of the most difficult places was Corinth, uh, not necessarily because of what he faced, but the Corinthian people were very, very bought in into the Roman world, weren't they? Yeah, the uh, the difficulties came mostly after he, he left and he had to, uh, to write letters and do some discipline and discipleship kind of through his uh, through his writing and the church in Corinth yeah they they had uh, it was a mixture of, of worldliness there and it was a difficult place to follow Jesus no doubt I'm not saying any of us would have done any better there and so Paul was you know he had his hands full with the church in Corinth and in a lot of ways sounds like a lot of our churches today I remember in seminary uh, studying Corinthians and it was called looking at the Corinthian correspondence, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you looked at how many letters did he write, a severe letter, a letter, you know, of correction. It, it is it is interesting to try to look at Corinthians in that light. When I get to heaven, it's going to be interesting to find out exactly how the correspondence all went. But there was that correspondence of him writing them, them, and then the messenger taking word back to the Apostle Paul, what they did, what they didn't do, and he'd write again. But part of it is him talking about his ministry and right to ministry. And we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 
and to the what we're looking at today is his desire for people to come and become followers of Christ. And First Corinthians nine, verse nineteen and following really demonstrates that, doesn't it? Yeah, he's laying out his heart. In one sense, he's defending his ministry because some of that might have been a question of of that, you know, popping up in 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 the Corinth church. And so he's kind of doing that, but at the same time, he's not just explaining himself, but he's he's just showing his heart, his passion for for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. So we can read in First Corinthians nine nineteen says, "Although I am a free man, and not anyone's slave, I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win Jews. To those under the law, like one under the law." though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law. To those who are without that law, like one without the law, not being without God's law, but within Christ's law, to win those without the law. To the weak I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that I may, by every possible means, save some. Now I do all this because of the gospel so I may become a partner in its benefits. Here we find Paul laying out his heart. The only other time that I find him going this deep with his heart, two or three times when he said that I myself would be accursed, that if they would come to Christ. And when he was in Timothy, when he'd say, I'm poured out like water as a drink offering. I mean, it's about suffering a lot of those. It really right? does. The Apostle Paul, I, more than, I guess that's the reason God used him so much. He did have all the abilities, but a lot of times people who have the abilities don't have the heart. Mm. Paul, would you say Paul was a unique individual in this way? He was. At the same time, we're all called to be unique or peculiar individuals. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, you know, for putting that on us. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, Paul says... You know, in Corinthians, he says, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. And so Paul's focus is on Jesus. And at the same time, though, he's encouraging and challenging all of all of us, not just the early church, but even us today, to follow his example as he follows Christ, fix our eyes on Jesus. But like Paul, being willing to suffer to go to great lengths to see the gospel, the good news of Jesus, carried around the world and whatever whatever means there that is at our disposal to use those means to yeah to that end to carry the gospel around the world and he did and that's that's how it's going to tie in with the interview that you'll hear later about how we're to use what God has given us to share the good news of Jesus Christ now let's look at Paul he was a Jew Uh, He describes himself as a Pharisee of the Pharisees of keeping the law. He was perfect concerning his Judaism. He was zealous, even persecuting the church. So he had that. He was taught at the feet of Gamaliel. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, that's about as high a recommendation as you could get. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees, is what he would say. And so he had that. But he was unique. And with all the apostles, he had a Roman citizenship. And so he used those abilities, those train, that training that he had, and even that that was given to him by his parents, Roman citizenship probably, as a tool 
to reach the world. Yes. And so when we talk about technology today, here we are on the radio. This was unheard of 200 years ago. Nothing even coming close to what we're doing. Yeah. But we're able to tell the good news of Jesus here on American Family Radio about Jesus and who he's, who, what he has done, who he is. Television, and that's uh, what we're looking at in the interview, using television as a means by which to carry the gospel. So we as human beings, we don't need to sacrifice, say, oh, that's modern technology. We don't need to have anything to do with it. Yeah, and honestly, if our heart is for to glorify Jesus by being a witness and seeing the gospel carried to people who either A, don't have access to it, or B, they have access, but the access they're giving given is in a format that they don't accept or understand, then yeah, we need to be willing to use the you know, a new way of carrying out the same old message of the gospel. And so in these days and it's even more so in, in some cultures in some countries that the screen, uh, whether it's a you know movie screen, television screen, device, iPhone, some sort of screen has replaced the page, you know the the written page or the copied page or a book. And so, if anybody has been to China or or just looked at it, doesn't you don't even have to look at it close. You realize. China's on the cutting edge of technology. And so for many, many, especially in the cities, uh, many Chinese, their only good access to hearing the gospel message is through some sort of screen, whether it's TV screen or, or on their phones or some sort of use of technology. But God is doing a work in the Chinese people, not just in national China and communist China, but around the world. Yeah, there's... Um, a phrase or a term that many many of you know, but you might not have heard this, it's called diaspora. Diaspora means dispersion, and it refers to the movement of peoples from one part of the world, their homeland, if you will, to another part of the world uh, where they might live or work or move to or travel to. It could be long-term or temporary. And so there are millions of Chinese peoples uh, living all around the world outside of China. There's many, many here in the U.S. A lot of the international college students who come to the U.S. for education are from China. That's a mission field in and of itself. One thing I found interesting recently, I noticed where there are tens of thousands of Chinese workers currently living in eastern sub-Saharan Africa. Like just in the country of Kenya alone, there's over 40,000 Chinese people living there. Okay, and what's interesting that's happening in in Kenya, you know, Kenya is majority Christian population. And so a lot of the Chinese people are hearing the gospel and experiencing religious freedom, maybe for the first time in their lives. And many of them are coming to follow Jesus. And our brothers and sisters in Kenya are leading them to follow Jesus. And then many more are also around the world are coming to follow Jesus through access to, you know, whether it's Internet websites that share the gospel, movies and, and videos, and even television that uh, gives access to the gospel. So if the Apostle Paul were living today, you think he would use the internet to, with his correspondence to Corinth? He may have sent the email, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's uh, Paul didn't 
physically write with his own hand too many of of right. of of what was actually written by Paul. He had what's called an amanuensis, somebody to write it down for him. With technology, I, I figure Paul would have learned how to type, and uh, and and he could he could type those letters out or emails out real quickly instead of uh, by hand. And and what we're talking about, we're talking about missions and reaching people groups, and a lot of times. It is people who are of different nationalities reaching different group of people groups around the world. But the Apostle Paul had this he, he he could do both, Nathan. This is he was a Jew and part of his mission technology, as I would call it, was to go to the synagogue of a local city and preach Jesus. The, and they would all listen to him till he got to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. When he got to the resurrection, that always caused problems, just like it does today. Yeah. But then he would turn to the Gentile world as well. And I think that had to do with his Roman citizenship that God had given him. And one of his men that was part of his entourage was Luke, mm-hmm. who was a Gentile and go into the world. And so Paul used the individual, and when I say use, I don't mean in a bad way. I'm talking about in a good way. He equipped these people who were with him to be able to share the gospel with the individuals that that God had brought into His way. Yeah, absolutely. And Paul was again any means at his disposal, whatever it takes. You know, he says, "I become all things to all people, so that I may, by every possible means." save some. Whatever possible means were at Paul's disposal in that time. And, you know, we look back on it and say, that was so primitive, you know, but it it was high tech in those days. I mean, listen, the Roman Empire, all roads led to Rome, and where would he end up? He would end up in Rome, but they had the transportation system in order to do it. What was it? The Peace of Roman? Yeah, Pax Romana. Pax Romana, which brought peace. And was it bad? Yeah, there was some bad stuff about the Roman Empire, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. But God was what? Able to use it for his glory and the spread of the gospel. Yeah. And so, we, you know, we can look at the technology and the tools available to us today to uh, help us, you know, broadcast the seed of the gospel. And, you know, some of us are more adept at certain technologies than others. And that's okay, you know, but we should not be afraid of it. At the same time, we should not make that be our total focus as far as the technology in and of itself. Jesus is our focus. Spreading the gospel is the goal. And we we utilize the technology and the tools that God has given us in our day for those reasons. I'm praying that God is using you and your abilities. God doesn't waste anything. He didn't waste Paul's Roman citizenship. He didn't waste him being trained at the feet of Gamaliel. He used all the things that Paul had available in order that the gospel would be shared, that he might win some. We want you to hear the interview that's coming up, and you'll see that God is using individuals. He's using technology. He's using people's gifts in order to go and make followers of Christ, that they might be just energized and then they might share it with others. Again, listen to this interview as we share the good news of Jesus Christ at home and around the world. 
Our guest today on Exploring Missions is Jessica Chang. And Jessica, welcome. Thank you. It's good to have you here. And we're at in Anaheim, California at the National Religious Broadcasters meeting. And they have a booth not far from where we are. And I was walking by and saw that booth and I was just drawn to it because you guys are making a difference in the world of the Chinese-speaking people. And uh, so thank you for your work, Jessica. Yeah, it's my honor and my pleasure. Amen. Well, we'd like to know a little bit about your life, uh, how you came to Christ, uh, where you were born. Because when we see Chinese, we know uh, the country. But then there's another part that sometimes, like I forgot and just assumed where you were from. Would you share this? Okay. Uh, in Chinese world, Christians are quite few. Okay, the percentage of Christian is, right now, it's like 6%. But when I was young, when I was born, it's even fewer. It's like maybe 2 or 3%. And I was so lucky that I am the fourth generation in the family to be Amen. a Christian. Amen. So I always think I really owe the debt to preach gospel. Yes. Okay. It's really a privilege to become a Chinese Christian in such circumstance. And and your birth was in Taiwan, yes. is that right? Yes. And what brought you to America? Uh, brought me to America? Yeah, are you here just for the... This time is for the conference. Yes. Okay, but I had ever studied in New York. Okay. For two years, yeah. Yeah. Well, the name of the ministry is Good TV, Reaching yes. Chinese World. Tell us about that ministry and what it's doing and how it works. Just as I, I just shared, uh, the Christian population in Chinese world is quite few. Okay. And uh, we always have a vision and, uh, you know, the, a mind to share what we believe the precious gospel to our people okay and the best way to share is through media that's the vision of good tv so we are doing a tv station not only for christians we are doing a tv station for most of our people who are not believers yeah well what language is this in uh i know you speak Real good English, but your, you. what's your native language? Or Mandarin. 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 What is the, uh, is Taiwan all Mandarin, basically, or is it mixed as major, well? Major, major. Yeah, and Mandarin is also the uh, major and official language among Chinese population. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you broadcast, uh, is everything, is it interpreted into that or all, all the broadcasts that you do? is from people who speak that language and are Chinese people, or do you, uh, or you have someone to interpret what others have said? How okay. does that work? Uh, about uh, more than 60 to 70% of our programs are, are produced by ourselves and produced in Mandarin. Okay. okay. But of course, we have outside speakers yes. speaking English or Spanish, and we translate them. And we also have some program like from like U.S. and other countries, and we translate them and uh, subtitle them or dubbing them. 
Okay. Yeah. That that's that's got to take a lot of work. Yes. How how does that do? How, I've always wondered. I know how they do it when I go to a foreign language and I speak, and you have a translator there, and you stop, and then they yes. speak. How does that work in TV? Uh, do they just hear it and then subtitle it? Okay. If we do the we do the recording ourselves, we will have the English speaking speaker and the translator stand next to him. Oh, okay. And they will speak. Take turns, you know, one one sentence of English and then one sentence of Mandarin is like this. But also, we have some program acquired from outside, like Charles Stanley. Yes. Okay, something like that. Actually, Charles Stanley on our TV, he speaks Mandarin. <laughs> Can you believe that? How does that work with the voice and the lip movement? It works well, I guess.、Huh? Well, we have professional, you know. They know how、people. to do it. They, they know how to do it. Okay. I want to go back to something you said, and it really blessed me.、You、said earlier, two percent of the Chinese population Christian now six percent. That's more than double. That's triple the number. So God's doing some good work there, even though, like you said, that's a pretty small group, minority-wise. But going from two percent to six percent, Jessica, is significant. Yes, and and we are privileged to experience and testify the process. Yeah, that's our. It's really touching for us to see. Yeah, you know, although we are still only six percent, but. We can see what God's doing. God has done in、uh, among us. Yes. You know. You also know there's a, a revival in China, although they are that's a restricted area. Yeah. And we also see the revival of church in Taiwan, and although other Chinese populations in Southeast Asia, like in Indonesia, in Malaysia, you know. We see the revival is happening, even in Taiwan. Yes, that's exciting, Jessica. Yes, yes. And, and you're seeing this this conversions and discipleship take place. If that's taking place, you know, if it was two percent and it goes to six percent, can you imagine six percent going to eighteen percent? I mean, I mean, if if、uh, the rate continues that way, yes, that would be phenomenal. That's our prayer. Yeah, are the the Chinese people? Do they have to overcome a lot of ancestral、uh, thought pattern to come to Christ?、Uh, in other words, do, ha, what they've been taught in the past is it so contrary to the gospel that that must be overcome? Actually, in my environment, in in my country, most people. Are idol worship, okay? Okay, by their,、uh, by the culture, you know, by their family traditions, they just used to go into a temple and ask the idol, "What should I do next?" Okay, if I have a problem, if I have I have a a, a difficult business or a difficult e- exam to do, I have I they will go into the temple. And pray to the idol, you know. That's their cult. That's, that's our culture. Okay. So Christianity is not our background. 
So we really, for our people, to become a Christian, it's not a choice. It's a chance because they might, may, might not even have a chance to hear the gospel. So at least we have to make it, you know, yes. can be heard. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, yes. for sharing and being a part of the Great Commission. Can you imagine one day, as it says in the book of Revelation, that every tongue, every language, every people, every group will be around the throne singing, He is worthy. Amen. Amen. And I, I, I don't know what language it will be, but it's going to be a beautiful language. Multiple. Multiple. <laughs> and, and just, uh, well, if you say hallelujah or hallelujah, it's the same in every language. Yes. So uh, part of that language I already know. Yes. It's a heavenly language. Yes. Jessica, how can people get in touch with Good TV uh, reaching Chinese, the Chinese world? Is okay. there a website? Okay. In the beginning... Uh, we we just had our 20th anniversary last year. Okay. So in the beginning, when when we set up, it's the world of cable TV. So uh, God really blessed us. We just cover the cable system of Taiwan in a very short period of time, like in three months since we start. Within three months, we cover like 80% of Taiwan. It's a miracle. It is. And then like maybe in three years, we cover 100%. Yes. So the first milestone for us is the total coverage of cable system in Taiwan. And then God also gradually gave us something else like satellites. Because people from outside from China, from Philippines, from other countries. Yes. They came to us and say, can we have your program also? So we... They came to you. You didn't, yes. you didn't advertise for them. They came to you yes. guys. Wow. Yes. You know, because Chinese is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know, and that. we are the first Chinese uh, Christian TV. So people came to us and say, can you give us the program? So we upload our, our channel to the satellites so they can see, especially for China people. You know, for in Taiwan, as, the, as I, I had just shared you, our mission is to preach to the unbelievers, yes. the majority of more than 90% people. But for China people, we saw the hunger and the need of those Christians because they are very difficult to get teachings. You know, they're hunger, but nobody gave them. Sometimes they, they even have to travel days to go to a teacher from outside and stay there day and night for a couple of days and then travel days back. Mm. It's, and they are really hungry. So we did our second channel for them, a teaching channel. Okay. And send uh, uh, this channel up to the satellites so they can watch. This is amazing. Thank you for your work, and may God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here uh, on American Family Radio, and we're at the Anaheim Convention Center and at the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting. 
And thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. And may God bless you and may God use you across the street and around the world. Thank you.